Hey, cheese. Tugboat here. Not too much, just calling you on the telephone, just all casual like. Sounds good. What are we gonna talk about? Um, just you know, life in general. Uh how's your sleep been? Uh not very good. Uh Tim and I just got a puppy. Woo! Uh, you gotta you gotta wake up a bunch of times during the night so that she doesn't pee or poop in her crate. Does does she tell you? Hey cheese! I have to poop. No, you kind of have like this, um, like beat them into the, to the punch kind of thing where you like set your alarm and you wake up just before the time you think that they'll have to go to the bathroom and then you just take them out and if they're all sleepy, you just try and stand them on their feet and make sure that they go pee. Um, otherwise, if you wait too long, then they'll wake up and they'll just whine and bark and then they'll learn. Hey, look, all I have to do to get this person out of bed is to whine and bark a lot. So I'm just going to do that a lot. So you're mentaling your dog into peeing when you want. Clever. It's like we're, yeah, like we're, we're making it so that we know when they're going to pee. Like we're like psychics. And um, as opposed to like, I don't know, the other way where they just like ruin your life. Have you d said this to the dog yet? Hey, I'm the human. You're the dog. No, um, not even close. You will. Um, I don't know if I'm coming even close to that at this point, but I think I've had a few, like, just sort of, like, <laughs> no's, but I feel really guilty about it. <laughs> you will, cheese. You will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you're not sleeping very well, so I guess you're not dreaming on the reg anymore. Not a whole lot. I was actually kind of expecting to have like really weird, nightmare kind of weird dreams because there's like such a big life shift. But I think since I'm just getting up so frequently in the night, like I don't even have the dreams. I don't even know if I'm getting to the dream part. Um, so then I don't, I haven't had much. I usually dream like a lot and I haven't lately. So are you not remming? Am I not running? Remming. Oh, remming. No, no, I'm not. Probably oh. just like stuck in the alpha, beta, delta waves, just oh, fluxing shit. back between those things. Well, hopefully you stay out of those dirty old alphas and get into some betas at least. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, I'm trying to get through the entire Greek alphabet of sleep, um, and I think I'm doing that pretty well. Just not getting to that good, refreshing REM sleep that everybody should desire. Cheese. What's the C in the Greek alphabet? Yeah, there's... Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Delta, Foxtrot, something like that. Pretty sure that's what it is. Sounds right. I think it's Char Charlie. Charlie. I think that's what it is. The old Chuck. Um, <laughs> since I started asking you questions already, Cheese, let's just call this a grill and cheese. Alright. Um, so, oh, I guess we should acknowledge our audience. I'm not just quietly taping phone conversations between Cheese and I. This was planned. Uh, <laughs> so, today we are going to talk... Our topic of discussion today is dreaming. So this is a dreams podcast, or a dreamcast, as it were. Whoa! Seg is going to sue us. Oh, I don't think they exist anymore to sue us. 
was going to say, I think there's only like a very small portion of the population that, that gets that reference. The Dreamcast did not do well. I think that's why Sega doesn't exist anymore is because of the Dreamcast. <laughs> Suck it, Sonic. Um, <laughs> so, Cheese, I want to ask you questions about dreaming, and because you're a brain scientist, you obviously will have all of the answers. I did not give you these questions in advance, probably. So, for a grill and cheese time, can you tell us Cheese, what is the scientific basis for dreaming? Um, I don't know. I think they're they're, they're working on it. <laughs> um, the, I don't know. It's been one of those things where, I, I guess, back in the day when Freud, that was like the early 1900s, and he got like super into the dream stuff, um, they didn't have cool stuff like uh, MRIs or CT scans or anything, so you couldn't like see what kind of science or neurology was going on there you can make some stipulations but now they've got some more of that stuff going on like EEG that's how they figured out all those like alpha beta waves was just uh, and REM sleep was just um, through some EEG stuff um, and then now they have MRIs and all that kind of thing so um, scientific basis for dreaming um, again I don't really have a I think if I had to guess, it would be something along the lines of your brain, the main part of your brain is powered off, which leaves a little window for the subconscious to come alive, and then the subconscious is like, yes, it's my time to shine, and then it puts on a little movie for you. <laughs> and I think what they do in Inside Out, it's like, uh, they got like the little theater productions or something, it's like, alright, what kind of dream can we give them now? And it's all, like, based on stuff that happened throughout the day, which is, like, weirdly distorted, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it is. It's, it's like, when you're in your waking experience, um, you have all these expectations of what the real world should look like and what it is. Um, uh, so you have all these filters in your brain to just kind of be like, oh, no, that can't really happen. And, and you know, they just, like, have the parts of the brain that should be working when you're looking at stuff that's activated um, and then I think when you, you go to sleep kind of like you said um, that filter isn't quite as strong so you maybe access um, kind of more of like a I guess like the whole brain or something and uh, so then like all those sort of things that we know can't happen in reality become possible like stuff like flying or um, I don't know uh, building is it Mitch Hedberg had uh, building uh, a go kart with your former landlord or something like that, or just like changing locations super fast all the time, and all of a sudden you're like in this old high school, then all of a sudden you're like at the beach, but there's no transition. You're just at the other place. Yeah, yeah, that can definitely happen. That like it's like quick location, like a teleportation, or it's like. Maybe your like modern day life, like your your whatever's going on now, but then you'll somehow be in your childhood home. Um, but it, it like it, you can tell that it's your childhood home, but just something about it's just like a little bit off. Um, you're not really sure what. It just like doesn't really make sense. Like kind of like you're a full grown adult, same age as the Lord Christ, and you're like hanging out with. 
people you knew in public school, and they're like the same person, like a little kid. But because you don't don't have a form, though, so you don't really know that, so it's just like you're hanging out with them. It's not weird. It's not like a 30-year-old guy hanging out with kids. It's you're all just like like, in there together. Yeah, but but you have your adult mind. It's awesome. Oh, I get what you're saying. So you've got like an adult mind and a kid's body hanging out with a bunch of other kids. Yeah, but you also don't have a body. You're just a mind. Oh, okay. Like Krang? Well, no, not like Krang, but you're just... Like Krang Krang without the body? (laughs) It would be like Krang inside of like an eight-year-old's body. Oh man! But that like, like in the gut though. Like, so weird. Like you know how Krang likes to hang out in the in the gut. Be yeah. like it would be like that, but like me as an eight year old. Weird. It's getting weird. Yeah. So let's move on. It's weird already. No, that's fine. I just like that Krang came up came up again. Probably yeah. the same people who get the second like, Dreamcast reference will also get the Krang reference. So that's awesome. And if they don't, well, whoops. Um, geez, moving on to the next question on the list of questions I did not give you. Uh, if dreams are ruled by the subconscious, which I brought up, like, yeah. pretty smooth, right? How much Sorry, credit, imagine. how much credit should we give those dreams? You know, what do they mean anything? Like, what are they all about? Do they affect us in any way? If they're by the stupid subconscious that doesn't even get to operate during the day? Yeah, so, um, that could be, like, I don't know, there's lots of different theories for dreaming. Uh, there's, like, people who believe that, you know, it's just, uh, going over the stuff that, that happened to you during the day, um, so it doesn't really have much significance. Others just think it's, like, your brain's just all garbled up at nighttime and just feeding you a bunch of meaningless garbage. Um, or, um, what else is there? I don't know, I feel like there's, like, a few other theories, like, what it means, but people like Freud and, and Carl Gustav Jung and stuff, they give them a lot of credit. However, what they don't give credit, like, I guess Freud had a thing, it was like, um, the manifest content and the latent content. Um, so, like, the manifest content is, like, what appears in your dreams, so all, like, the weird things that happen, like, the actual story that you're going through whereas the latent content is, like, the, the meaning behind it, like, the actual thing that it's trying to communicate. Um, so are they ruled by the subconscious? Um, kind of. Um, it's kind of like your subconscious trying to work work stuff out. I, w- I would say, from my perspective, um, much like Forrest Gump's mom's view on destiny, um... Actually, I think it's Forrest's view that I'm thinking of. Because his mom thinks it's one thing, Jenny thinks it's another. I think it's a bit of both um, in terms of, you know, piecing together scenes from the day and then also just random garbage. I think I think, it, I think it's a mix of the two. Yeah, I think like what they, how they kind of explain it is that within dreams, I guess your subconscious or whatever is giving you really useful information However, I guess we're maybe not sure or you have to do some research and some learning to understand the language that it's using. I see. So, like, we don't quite understand the language of dreams, 
So even though it's giving us really good stuff, we don't really know how to translate it properly. And that's why, like, if you wanted to go to somebody who's really experienced in dream analysis, they would be able to help you with that. So I guess, I guess my next question would be, do dreams serve an actual purpose? Like, why do they, why do they happen? Um, again, like, lots of different reasons, I guess, why they happen. Like, I think there's something to do with, like, that REM sleep. Apparently, you can dream in other parts other than just REM sleep. It's just typically the REM ones are the ones that we remember most and, like, actually kind of involve sometimes, like, our, 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 our bodies a little bit or something like that. Um, it's where your brain is active, acting very similarly to what you would in your waking day stuff. Um, minus the whole reality barrier uh, of what's going on. Um, so they can serve a purpose because um, they're trying to bring to your attention either something that's, uh, you know, really stressful. I think I would I would probably characterize it like, um, let's say you're going through a different phase of your life or you're, you're going on a trip and stuff and you only need a certain amount of like luggage to get you there, yet there's all this other luggage and baggage and stuff that are from the past, like all those past issues or past things that have been going on. So your dreaming person is all like, hey man, maybe you should just kind of leave this baggage, let's resolve it, let's get it out of there. You just have to have like a carry-on. You don't have to check like 20 bags of luggage and, and cost your fortune at Air Canada or something. Um, and so, your dreams are all like, yo, resolve this stuff. And you're all like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. I don't understand the language that you're speaking. And they're like, oh, afraid. Isn't it frustrating? It's like, you don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah. So um, I think, like, for the purpose that they serve, part of it is processing what's happened during your day. So you don't have to think about it so much. It's like integrating everything. Um, and then the other part would be to maybe, like, get rid of some of your baggage, bring up past issues, past resolved stuff, uh, unresolved stuff um, that you want to move forward. Um, I guess there's another theory where it's, like, all the stuff that you ignore, like, maybe the aspects of yourself that you really hate and don't really give any time of day during the waking hour and you hate them and stuff in your dreams. They'll be like, hello, I'm scared of you, pay attention to me, and then they'll be trying to communicate to you and then you'll have weird dreams. So how does that impact your everyday life? Um, I guess that means like, okay, well, A, if you're having nightmares all the time, you're going to be super sleepy and terrified to go to sleep, then everybody knows that sleep deprivation just sort of like makes stuff all super weird, um, and, and you're quicker to, to anger or aren't able to handle stress as well, so that can impact your everyday life. And then uh, the other part would be is if like you were actually able to communicate with it and take some insight uh, from your dreams, um, then you would be able to maybe uh, engage in that stuff in your actual life and make things a little bit easier. Can also, you... if you're dreaming and they resolve a problem for you in your sleep, um, just kind of like automatically or whatever, that's pretty sweet. So then that would make your next day pretty good. So that answers part of my next question would be, you know, are any impacts felt in your everyday life from dreaming, and I'm thinking specifically resolving issues in your subconscious, can that have a profound effect on kind of the way your day goes, or your week, or even your month? Uh, probably. Like, I don't, 
I don't have any like specific anecdotal evidence for, for my own experiences, but I'm pretty sure there's tons of people out there who have had dreams that like either gave them some sort of like uh, idea, like Doc Brown, like how he had that idea for a flux capacitor. So like that changed his life quite a bit. Um, that was super profound. He was able to help you know Marty go back in time and, and be able to save his existence. Um, so that can happen, but I think other people have had that where like they go to sleep and there's like a problem at work or like a, a, a blockage and then they go on their dreams and then all of a sudden like their resolution for it kind of like pops into their head and um, it allows you to have a different perspective. Um, I'm sure the same thing could happen for like personality concerns, like just stuff that you struggle with. Um, and then it can also be probably profound negatively, like I said, if you're having nightmares all the time, if you're waking up like having... I don't know, whatever it is that, what is that thing where it's like sleep paralysis, where you like wake up but then your body still sleep. That would be pretty profound. Didn't you dabble in that? That's happened to me several times, and I've actually spoken to many people where it's happened as well. It seems to be kind of a common thing. Yeah, it seems to be. I had never heard of it really until, you know, my late 20s, but yeah, it seems to be more prevalent than I ever would have anticipated. Yeah. I think it just like happens um, when it was happening to me it was because um, I was like going to bed at 3am and having like large pizzas before I would go to bed and, so, you, um, so you lived in residence weird hours and all that kind of stuff um, and then once I changed my diet and sleeping habits then it primarily went away also it would happen a lot when I'd sleep on my back but not on my okay. side or on my stomach um so dreams in general, not necessarily sleep paralysis, but do dreams in general serve some kind of biological purpose in nature? I mean, we know dogs dream, so is that happening because, you know, it, it has to to resolve issues, or is there anything biological, I guess not psychological, but anything biological that dreaming, like, you know, maybe stress relief, or who knows? Anything in that realm? Well, I think it might be like the part of like about the integration of stuff. So it's trying to sort through all the stuff and maybe the new stuff that you learned or whatever that went through your day. And if you if you're thinking about that, if you had to do that like piece by piece with conscious control, that would be very time consuming and, and not very pleasant. Um, so like your your brain when it's dreaming might be trying to sort that out almost like a warehouse kind of deal like you know, they're sending stuff in, and you're like, no, we've got to send this to Cincinnati, and this has got to go over to the prefrontal cortex, and this we should probably store, and long-term memory seems to be pretty important for the survival of this person. Um, you know, I, I think that kind of, it kind of does some work for you while you're asleep, and that's pretty cool. Like, I think that's good use of your time. If you're going to be sleeping eight hours anyway, uh, may as well do some work. Yeah, I, I, I concur, and you talked about some Freudian things before that, you know, just, I'm just thinking again about meaning attached to dreams and how that could affect you. Um, so how and when should meaning be attached to dreams? Like, should you be, every little dream that you, you have where you're like, oh my god, I just dreamed I was wearing a yellow shirt. I need to go and buy all yellow shirts as a sign. Um... So what what kind of I don't want to say science because I'm not sure that's there yet but um, what kind of uh, 
I guess, outlets are available to help you figure out what your dreams mean and when they're important? Yeah, it sounds weird. Um, from what I've read, it's really weird because, like, primarily what's important is your interpretation of a dream. However, so, like, that's, like, then people would probably assume in that case, like, oh, yeah, like, I was um, wearing a yellow shirt. I should totally wear a yellow shirt tomorrow. That'll change all my life. That'll, like, solve all my problems. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. So, like, your meaning and interpretation is important. However, um, it's best to have an outside source to be able to figure out what that meaning is with you. Not like they'll have the exact meaning of it, but it's like to en engage in like a dialogue with you to kind of get around some of your blind spots. Because like I think people just kind of like they'll they'll interpret it the way that they want to interpret it, which means it's like what they want, but not necessarily what they would need to make a significant change. Um, the, the few books that I've read, they really warn people against, like, that kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, you're wearing a yellow shirt in the dream, so you need to wear a yellow shirt in real life. Like, you should almost never do what your dream is telling you to do directly or literally, because that's not what it's trying to communicate. Oh, so do the exact opposite then, and everything will be great? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, no, um, not advised. Um <laughs> So like what what I would suggest is you either have to pick up some like reading and like people who are like on this subject that are quite a bit more like legit and experienced. Um, maybe not the internet; it's probably a pretty bad place to go. Oh yeah. Um, again, somebody who specializes in dream analysis, whether that's like a psychiatrist or psychologist, that that works from that frame um, because they'll have a better idea of what generic symbols kind of mean. Because apparently, like most people have certain symbols that pop up and it's kind of like a universal thing, which would go back to our last conversation about the whole, um, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. And then when do, where do fortune tellers and mystics fit in there? Oh, um, I think that it depends on what you believe in. Like, I think they're primarily, I'm pretty sure most of their stuff is like, um, make broad generalizations and watching people's reactions and, and where they go next, but I don't know, I've never been to one. Um, maybe there's stuff that they know that I don't. Um, it's possibly uh, a, it's, actually legit. it's possibly an unfair question, Cheese, because I also don't know if fortune tellers have the power to read dreams. I just assume they do because of their mystical powers. Yeah. They may ask you about your dreams, what you dream about, and then they may use their interpretation step of that dream and then give it to you and then you'll be like, well, that totally makes sense because yeah. that kind of makes sense with the dream that I had. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, so speaking of making sense of your dreams and kind of, you know, trying to use them to make stuff happen for you, lucid dreaming, what is it first of all and then how do I make it happen? Um, or can I? I would like to make it very clear to the audience uh, at home that I, I know very little about this stuff. This is just what's coming to the top of my head, and I have done some mild, minor research. So before you take any of this like as advice or something like that, um, just be very wary. And I, yeah. Um, so with lucid dreaming, I actually knew very, very little 
and things is probably stupid. Um, it was psychology today, I think, so that's half legit, I think. Um, but apparently lucid dreaming is where you're aware that you're dreaming. Yeah, I, I could. you didn't need to read an article. I could have told you that part. Yeah, so that's, like, I actually, I didn't know, because I thought, like, and I think this is what most people think, it's, like, where you have control of your dreams or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily make it lucid. Like, you could be aware that you're dreaming, but not really know how to take control in that situation. You're just kind of like, oh, I'm dreaming, cool. Um, so, I don't know, I think, uh, like, I mean, some people do. I don't know if I've really ever had one of those before. Um, really? But I don't know, I don't know if I've ever really been paying attention. There's always like that stuff that's like, this doesn't make sense, but it's never like, this doesn't make sense, I'm totally dreaming, it's just like, this is weird. Well, I don't think it necessarily comes as an epiphany of I'm totally dreaming, it's more like, hey, this doesn't make any sense, I want it to be like this, and then that's how you kind of take control, so when you realize that something isn't right, and you are starting to dictate the actions that follow, that's kind of... You, I've had many cheese. Um, generally, oh yeah, they they happen often. So you know, you get woken up by something. Um, say six thirty. There's somebody goes to work and uh, and you're still in bed and you don't like you get back to sleep, but you're probably not hitting the full REM and it, or maybe you are. I don't know, but those are that's the time when you're kind of lightly sleeping, I guess, or have yeah. just gone back to sleep that's when you can start to get the lucid dream. Uh, other situations are in the middle of the night, you know, you start to have a nightmare, and then you realize that this is terrible and isn't actually happening, and then usually you force yourself to wake up. So I, I think that it's not necessarily lucid dreaming, but it's awareness that, you know, get me out of here! Um, yeah, and I think that's different. I think that's like, I don't know if that constitutes lucid dreaming because like yeah. if you're like get me out of here then you wouldn't know that it was a dream you would just be scared you would be waking yourself up it because could... you're scared not because you're like I need to get out of this I need to wake up but you're you're conscious of what's happening you're not just viewing it I wouldn't say because, that like, if, I don't know have you ever read um, the uh, oh what are these books um, it has a character in it named number four um, it's not the maze runner it's not Hunger Games um, it's like a trilogy. It's divergent is what you're talking about. Yes, Divergent, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, in that, so, like, they have their fear landscapes. Yep. So, like, her, by being Divergent, spoilers, everyone, if you don't want to hear what happens in Divergent. Shut it know, down, shut it down now. But, like, if you're Divergent, then you know that you're in a fear landscape, so then you have some control over it. Um, whereas everybody else, they just get scared, and then they, like, you know, get taken out of the simulation or they get like super terrified and curl up in a little ball and they're not, they're not good. So like, it's kind of like, those are the two different things. I think like being scared and wanting to wake up is way different than, um, I'm aware of this fear and then you can just play around in the dream however you want. So I guess it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be scary because you could just be like, oh cool, it's a dream. I can just, whoa, look, a magical spear in my hand, murdered, done. Oh, so you're saying I'm divergent. I, I don't know. I'm actually questioning that, that <laughs> I'm saying that you aren't divergent. Yeah, but I wake up. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but you're going to wake up anyways, and you're not waking up. I don't think you're waking up by choice. 
Yeah. Like I think, or you're divergent and just like a scary cat. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But I, yeah. I'm not trying to say that that is lucid dreaming, but I agree that the lucid dreaming is when you're aware that you're dreaming. <clears throat> and I think also where you can, like you said before, control the dream and, and guide it in certain directions. So I guess, because that's really cool, I'm not going to lie when that happens, I was very curious of, can you induce that? And I know that I've heard enough about uh, hypnosis or certain forms of meditation that you can kind of get into a dream-like state, and that dream-like state to me is like breeding ground for lucid dreams. So can you, do you know of any business where you can get in there and make it happen or is it just like luck of the draw if someone happens to make you stir a little bit in your sleep yeah this is where it gets like I don't know this is also very confusing especially considering I have just like very little information on it um but like I think sometimes they get in like they dabble in stuff uh that's like well what's lucid dreaming versus say like what's fantasy or what's daydreaming Mm. and usually like daydreaming is maybe a little bit I don't know, a little bit more passive or something like that. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm not sure about, like, the hypnosis or the meditation stuff. Um, I do have one book that's called Inner Work, um, and they talk about a thing, this is a Freudian thing, called active imagination. Right. So how it works is that you would, like, the first step in doing this whole lucid dreaming stuff is to start to record your dreams. So the more aware you are of like what occurs in your dreams, the more aware you'll be of like when you're dreaming versus when you're not, if that makes any sense. Sorta. Kind of. Yeah. Um, So anyways, like with this active imagination is that you would um, journal your dreams, you would do some daytime analysis, like just completely under your conscious control, all that kind of stuff. And then what you learn to do is you start to call up like past dreams that you've had that you've kind of gone through um, and then you just start um, kind of engaging with it. So like, I don't know if you dreamt of like an old man uh, or whatever um, walking on a beach or something, then you would go into your dream and you'd be walking on the beach and you'd be like, hey, where's that old man? And then just kind of see what pops up and then maybe he'll show up and then you'll be like, you'll actually engage in them with like a dialogue. Um, just like, who are you and, and what are you doing here and all that and then just record what what that person is saying so you have this like back and forth and it may end up leading to some insights or maybe some resolutions to issues that you, you've had. Um, so again, people at home, I would say either read that book or get more information before trying to do that but uh, just recording your dreams I think I've actually done that. Well, I know that I've tried to do that, Cheese. I've tried to engage in some active imagination, and it's mostly to defeat my nightmares. So it's generally, and I wouldn't say that it's like later in the day. So when you wake up from one of those horrifying dreams, you can either turn the light on and then just kind of like try and think of other things or watch TV and get your mind onto a different, a different subject. Or, and, and you can do it in good dreams too, I guess, um, which I've also done. But in terms of defeating one's nightmare, I'm like, okay, well, I was dreaming that the dragon was chasing me or the wild dogs were trying to bite my 
calves off or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm doing it again, but uh, this time I defeat them, or this time I have like a sweet sword, or I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to do, and uh, and then try to make yourself win the nightmare and, and force yourself into that lucid dream. I used to do that all the time as a adolescent if I had any kind of bad dreams, which we know I did, um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that at some point, but. Yeah, I think does that sound similar to what you you just mentioned with active imagination? I think so. Like I think it's kind of similar. I mean, like they have like this whole uh, big process that you have to go through to make it like a little bit more legit. But I don't think that that's a bad thing to be like, oh, I had this dream about a dragon or whatever, and I feel like slaying this dragon, and then maybe I'll go do that. The thing that would kind of suck is that if you went through that, like you're interpreting. Interpreting this like dragon as a bad thing that needs to be slain when maybe you just need to make friends with the dragon or something like that. Yeah, but he's mean. How, that's the thing. <laughs> How do you know it's mean? Maybe it's it's not inherently mean. You just think it's mean because it scares you. No, he told me he was going to kill me in plain English. It's terrifying. Anyways. <laughs> Cheese, what can we gain from lucid dreams? So, say we can engage in active imagination, we can induce lucid dreams. What possible gains could we make from that? Well, I think there's like a bunch. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's ways like that you could like resolve particular issues that you have. But I think some other people they just do stuff that they know they can't do in reality and just are able to do that in lucid dreams, like for pure joy. So, like. You know, you can't fly in real life other than through, like, airplanes and all that kind of stuff. So, like, in your dream, if you have that ability to fly, like, Superman or something, that's awesome. Um, this one woman who actively engages in lucid dreaming and studies it uh, very heavily, um, she said, like, she flew to the sun and, like, tasted... It's like you taste the sun, if that makes any sense. Um, no. So, like, you can have, like, these really profound, really weird experiences, but they can be very, um, I guess, pleasure-filled. The same woman also, like, can engage in, like, getting orgasms and stuff in these lucid dreams as well. Yeah. So, um, you can kind of actively do that stuff, which, I mean, that sounds kind of fun or cool, I guess. Um, maybe, I don't know, for guys, it's a little bit more messy and stuff, which Perverse. is good, but... I assumed, yeah. as soon as you said engaging in things that you can't do in real life or you're not allowed to do, I just assumed there was some, like, office worker that just fantasized about banging his secretary all the time, and he's like, oh, man, I can get into this lucid dreaming slash virtual reality thing and, like, hook up with my secretary? Pfft, I'm in. Yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, it's weird, because, like, I wouldn't mind doing a little bit more research into this whole, like, lucid dreaming versus, like, fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, if they, like, are, what is it, like, mutually exclusive, um, or, I don't know, like, what sort of relationship that they have, or if they're two kind of separate things, I don't know. Well, I hope that we can use lucid dreaming for good and not just for evil, so, you know, maybe I'm an optimist. Who knows? Hmm. So, I, I'm not going to, this isn't in conclusion, but damn near. Um, overall, cheese, dreams, are they more helpful or harmful? Um, I don't know if I can, if I can 
claim either. Like, I don't know how to say overall. Like, I mean, I think, like, when it comes to something, like, if you're having, like, all these nightmares and everything, it's like you're unconscious trying to process this stuff and trying to, like, or make you continue to think about it so that you don't engage in that similar thing, um, again, for protection. However, when it goes on well beyond when you're, like, in any danger whatsoever and just preventing you from sleeping like that, that's super harmful. So, like, it's like its intentions are good, but it, it's just terrifying and can be quite harmful. Um, whereas, like, again, since, like, most people experience this and it's, like, a biological, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's got some sort of um, meaning or purpose to it, um, it must have helped us do something at some point and, and hopefully it's still useful and not something that's been left behind. Apparently, like, um, in other cultures, um, and, and sometimes in more primitive cultures, these things are very well respected, uh, like dreams and all that kind of stuff, whereas in the westernized culture, like, we just, we don't typically pay as much attention to them other than, like, sort of the surface level, like, oh, I had this dream last night, um, whereas other ones will have, like, rituals around it and, Blah, 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 blah. So, um, I don't know. I, I think they're maybe more helpful, but I know for a lot of people they can be very harmful. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just a accidental byproduct of having such a giant brain that we have that runs on electricity and other chemical juices. Yeah, like I'd have like a, gene- like, was like a genetic person, uh, like correct me on this, but are those called spandrels? I don't know. What, brain juices? No, like the things that like are just like byproducts. So like they don't serve necessarily a, like a purpose, like genetically for our survival. But it's just sort of it just happens, and then we we make it into something useful. Oh, I don't so, know. Like I... if you were to gain a sixth finger or something, and it's just kind of a weird anomaly that didn't necessarily serve a purpose. But then you can use that finger to play guitar better than anybody else, or something like that. Like then that would be like, oh, that's really adaptive and super cool. Um, so I don't know, like that kind of thing. I don't have a hint of a clue on that one. She's, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what's real anymore. People are telling me, making up words all week, telling me stuff, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know spaniel is a word, and I know it's used in genetic terms. I just don't know what it, the actual definition of it is. I am, so. I am not familiar Classic, with that. no research. Well, that's kind of our trademark. Um, <laughs> I won't ask examples of each because I think we can probably cover that off with uh, the next pair of questions. And uh, do you want to start with what your favorite dream has been or what's your worst nightmare? Um, I definitely, like, I, again, I don't know if it's necessarily like favorite dream, but it's the one that I remember very like vividly from, from my childhood or whatever. And it was in my hometown, and I'd had this dream, like, multiple times, where there was just, like, a, a series of interconnecting tunnels and stuff under the town. So you would, like, go down in those tunnels, and then you would just, like, pop up in different places around the town, and I thought that was, like, super, super cool. Um, I don't know if it's, like, that same affinity with, like, caves and tunnels and underground stuff that I like so much. Um, but, yeah, I just, I always, and I remember that being a dream, and I wish that was the case in real life. Like, I thought it would just be so awesome if I could go through a trap door in my house and then just, like, pop up at the arena or at the golf 
Uh, I think it, it wasn't, again, you know, similar to you, not a specific one. But um, I do have a lot of dreams where all of a sudden there'll be, like, me and a group of friends or just even just people I know, um, like, working together to solve something. Maybe we're all being pursued by some monster or we have to hurry up and there's something's going to happen. There's always kind of a feeling of we need to get this done quickly. There's a time limit on it and we work together and um, oftentimes members of the little group just morph into other people or disappear completely. Those are always cool. Um, and then, of course, if it becomes a lucid dream or one that you're able to take control of, then it's all the more awesome because you generally win every time. But, uh, yeah, I would say those are the most fun. Um, how about your worst nightmare, Cheese? I, oh, man. Um, I'd say definitely, like, the sleep paralysis ones um, are, are the most frightening. Like, I did have one with, like, um, I've definitely told this one before, maybe not on the podcast, but, like, um, in a dorm room, uh, in university and there's like a sort of like uh, uh, so like I was just like in bed and all of a sudden like this radio that I had just pops on and it's all like kind of like weird music and stuff so then I go and I turn it off go back to bed it comes back on I go I unplug the, the, the cord from the wall go back to bed it turns back on I go I find batteries in it take those out comes back on um, and then I hear some stuff like outside of the like my bedroom. So I go out, and there's like staircases like with doors that go into like the next level. So then it's just like I saw the door open, and then I could kind of sense footsteps, but there's nothing there. And then the next door opened again, nothing there, and that like freaked me out. So I ran back to like my bed, and then there was like I closed my eyes and everything, and then I feel like a weight pressure on top of me and I look and it's like this like alien ghost thing like right in front of my face and then I wake up and I can't again like I can't move any parts of my body so then it's just like the most terrifying thing that could ever happen so that was my worst nightmare yeah that's uh, pretty terrifying it's super terrifying like like that sleep paralysis thing like the feeling of the weight on your chest is so real it's so freaky gross that's I, I'm glad that I never had that. For me, it was... I mean, it's it's probably a toss-up. Um, on one of our Halloween specials, I talked about the purple lady that I used to dream about. She is, oh, you told me that before. It freaks me out. Yeah. Um, Tell the audience so they can be freaked out, too. Well, we did. They'll have to go back through our catalog and find the Halloween episode that that was on. But, oh. Um, yeah, basically a... A lady whose fa facial features you could never see with long black hair, dressed in a purple Victorian-style dress with a lot of buckles and other frilly business on it, um, would just kind of glide towards me in my dreams sometimes. It's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying stuff. Um, but the one, another one that I scared the bejesus out of me was um, I had come back from university, really the first after first year, so first night back home, and... Um, I was having a sleep and felt like this presence was coming towards me, this dark presence, and it was, you know, getting closer and closer and just looming over me. And then all of a sudden, um, I felt like at the same time that the presence in my dream was basically like putting its hands on me, something 
actually, in reality, landed on me. Um, wow. Turns out my bag was precariously balanced on the speaker beside my bed and was slowly starting to fall on me. So somehow, even with my eyes closed, I sensed this black looming presence coming at me and then my bag uh, fell on my face, wow. and, face and chest. So. Isn't that cool? Uh, it wasn't at the time, but talking about it years later, yeah, it's pretty neat to how bodies can figure that out. At the time, though, oh man, that was one of those lights on watching TV times. Wow, no, those are that. I find that stuff really, really cool because that does happen sometimes. Like, um, I, I guess that one's like kind of looming, but like if you ever had like maybe there's a leak or a bit of water, um, like dropping on your face or something, and then you like you dream that you're under a waterfall or something like that. It's just like how, uh, again, somehow something that's going on in the outside is making its way inside without being able to see it or sense it or be conscious of it. I think yeah. that's cool. How does it know? How does it know? How does, how does it know? It's but also cheese. What situation are you sleeping in where somehow there's just water dripping on you and you're asleep? I don't know. Like, like, I don't know if it's ever happened to me, but like if you're like oh, okay. camping or something, and there's like a leak in your tent oh, or yeah. your cabin okay. or something like that. Um, or I don't know, maybe like you got loaded drunk or something, and you're just like sitting. Uh, you, you're like in the shower, like or whatever. Like you just <laughs> Yeah, I'm just picturing you sleeping in some squalid apartment where, you know, there's pipes, exposed pipes that are just dripping on your face. Yeah, yeah, or like in like the very first Ninja Turtle movie, um, where I think it was uh, Raph, who was just like in the tub at that person's like farm home, and uh, you know, on the verge of death. That that movie was so dark, so good, like really inappropriate, I think, for the audience. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so maybe I'll have to revisit that at some point. Oh, so good. Well, cheese, we're uh, we're at our time, the time where we're supposed to stop. So, um, do you have any uh, final dream thoughts or or warnings? Um, I would encourage people to actually like start recording their dreams. It's kind of it's just like a fun activity, and like the more that you record them, the more that you'll remember them. So even if like they don't provide any or insight into your everyday life. It's just kind of like a fun exercise and like creativity and be like, whoa, that happened, that's super weird. Or like, why did I dream of that person? Or why was that right there? And like, when, being, like, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Cheese, when you say record, you mean like in a dream journal, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Like not like a, um, what's it called? Like a um, paranormal activity where like you're videotaping yourself or like yeah. audio recording yourself in the night. Yeah, don't set up a GoPro. Don't set up a GoPro near your bed just watching you all night, because that's only going to lead to you finding out your house is haunted. Yeah, I don't want to know. If my house is haunted, I don't want to know at all. Ignorance is bliss. I'm with you on that one. All right, well, that's been a conversation with Cheese in the Tugboat. Just a random time that Tugboat called Cheese, and look what happened. Boom. 
All right, good talking to you, Cheese. Good night. <laughs>